BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, great to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Look, it's just, just true. Whatever what I wrote to you guys is true. Every game here is Game 7. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets, and we bring you the sports. And we're coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern Time. We look forward to that. We are on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch at twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius 160 and XM205. Maybe you're listening to us in podcast form on like Apple or... Is, uh, besides for Apple and Spotify, are there places that people listen to podcasts? Like I'm ignorant with this stuff. Are those May- like the two main maybe. ones? Google, Tyler oh, writes. Google okay. has podcasts? Yeah. Oh, Google's they, got they really do. Well, Google. Yeah. That's to be fair. You just I open up my Gmail and there's like a dashboard of 17 different. I went. I scrolled the cursor over there one time. What did I have to find? Google. Oh, my wife uses the calendar, and I had to figure. I had to like like see. Oh, like is the calendar over here? And it's like. I, I'm going to need to take like a college course at some point yeah. on how to open all these things. Where podcasts oh, you're apparently done. one of the, one of the tabs also. Oh, I'm I'm you're done. I, I'm done. I'm not too. even forty. I'm done. I'm old. It's I don't over. EPA, EPA drives me crazy. I'm not opening the Google stuff. That's where that's kind of where I'm. Yeah, at. like send send out. I I've been done since like since like 2013 when I got a new TV. Yeah. They came to install it at my house, but it was Black Friday, I think, and I was like watching EPL, and they were like, you know, like we could put like Facebook on your TV. This is 2013. Like we could put Facebook and all these apps. And I remember saying to the guy, can, can I watch sports and play video games like in high definition? Right. And I was like, yeah. I was like, great. Like, see ya. Right. See like, ya. Go. Like, like, Long why, drive home like, for that repairman, like, right? Like, why, why are you still in my five-foot living room in my small apartment in New York City? Why are you still here standing right next to me? Please leave. Yes, please, like, please put you, Facebook on my television because that's what I want. I haven't um, had a Facebook account in like a decade. I go on it every once in a while. I'm so hot. Every, every time a new thing comes out of my mouth, I realize how old I am. <laughs> every no, time that happens. I mean, well, how about this? Who's more crotchety, yeah. me or you? And I'm a year older like, than you. Like you're, like you're crotchety because crotchety is kind of like a complainy, like grumpy vibe, and you will like vacillate back and forth from like highly entertaining to crotchety, and it'll kind of be like you're you'll gripe with things. I don't like gripe with as many things. I like stew. I just kind of like, like I'm thinking about all the things, but I don't express it the way that you express it. But they're in there. They're in there just like they're in there for you. Okay. Th- th- didn't answer the question, though. Who do you think is more crotchety, yeah. me or you, you? I said you. I said you okay, to start. So I'm so more crotchety. Because like, right. you're actually crotchety. Like, I'm not – By this week, I've been pretty crotchety, to be fair. I've been pretty scroogey this week. Like, yeah, listen, nothing wrong with that. community sucks. Well, then, listen, <laughs> Can't things get under, the show. They, listen, <laughs> things get under your skin. Things get under your skin. And both of we love having Eric. We can disagree with some stuff yeah. Eric says. can still love oh, having yeah. him on the show. Um, the reason why I brought up the podcast apps is because, like, I, I – I, I, I don't really I don't use Spotify. I'm not saying it's like not good, um, just because I've had Apple Music forever. But the people that use Spotify, they do like the year end thing, and then like I, I don't know, Rap. like everyone's, yep. it's like oh yeah, like like look how much I listened to Drake this year. Like who who cares? I yeah. Who I I, I who like who sees this and is like let me go share this with everyone so you can see like how much I listen to like 
like Taylor Swift this year. I, I, I don't care at all. Anyway, what I do care about is the people that are sending us tweets that they listen to us on Spotify for like 500,000 minutes this year. Thank you very much. We sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. So to all those people out there, and a special uh, tip of the old cap to the people that listen to us in podcast form on Spotify. You are great. And everyone else is great as well. And we're here, Ken and I are, bringing you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sports books, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com. And you can do so on this W3. We got three words, and they all start with the letter W. Wonderful football Wednesday, November 29th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show is on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos. No Spotify raps for me, mostly because I don't use it. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, is on X at Lockie Lockerson. And on this wonderful football Wednesday, we will bring you five phenomenal guests. How about Rob Pozzola, pro sports better, joining us on the show, giving us his NFL looks for week 13. So too will Brian Baldinger. He'll join us and give us his looks for week 13 in the National Football League, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider. We'll also get NFL bets for this weekend from Eric Eager from Sumer Sports and Will Brinson on a Will Wednesday from CBS Sports. And joining us today on this Wednesday, because he's going to be traveling over the course of the next couple days, so we're very excited to welcome into the show today the day after the penultimate series of college football playoff rankings, ahead of conference championship weekend and the great sport of college football, our friend Colin Wilson from the Big Bets on Campus podcast on the Action Network. Colin Wilson will stop by today, giving us all his bets coming up for conference championship weekend. Plus, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, we got some line movement coming up for Week 13 in the National Football League. We've also got a couple games that haven't moved that I'm a little surprised about. We'll talk about all of it, including the Niners and the Eagles in Philadelphia. One-way betting traffic on the road team in that game, the 49ers. We'll tell you where that line is right now at BetMGM. And then the power hour, the final hour of the show, we will give you uh, bets on a series of different sports. How about golf bets for the Hero World Challenge? Best of the best tonight in the NBA and bets of steel in the National Hockey League. And we'll find out if Tyler Morales, the, way, the creator of winning college basketball, that's got some college hoops for us as well. We are locked and loaded on a wonderful football Wednesday. Ken, how's it going? I remembered about a minute before the show that we were going to do, we were probably going to do golf bets. I might, I might pick a golfer out of the bucket for this one. There's, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason on this one. It's just like, here's all the good golfers. They don't really care and they golf. So it's like, I, I mean, if they're not going to care, then I'm going to, I guess, bet like somebody at a long price that isn't Tiger Woods or something. I can't, I can't pick Tiger out of the bucket because he won't win. Um, so that'll be unfortunate. But I'll, I'll figure it between now and golf bets. Uh, I'll figure out figure out what we're going to do for that segment. Um, did you follow through on your promise? I don't actually think you even said this on the air. Did you go to better? Like, did you watch any sports last night? Tuesday night, always a like kind of a, a touch and go situation because we've been watching sports like four or five consecutive. And this actually, because of the Thanksgiving weekend, like six consecutive nights, yeah. we're watching like a ton of sporting events at night. Last night was the first one where like, if you wanted to take your foot off the gas and kind of go to bed early, watch a movie, play video games, whatever you want to do, you could do that. What did you end up doing? Um, so the show ends at 6.55. I went and we have um, some of these houses, like the houses that we made for like some of the stray cats because it's winter and it's really cold, obviously, for them to sleep in the, in the houses instead of sleeping outside in the cold. So my mother-in-law needed one because she's got a couple cats by her house. So I brought the house to her house, dropped it off there. Um, I had to do a radio interview on Sirius on Mad Dog Radio with my guy Carrington Harrison, who actually hosts on the Kansas City Odyssey station. Uh, he's the afternoon drive host. They're a great guy. Did we have him Sirius on the show, also. like the first year of the show? It's possible that we show. did. He's he like he's 
exceptionally talented. Very yeah. good. So really enjoyed that spot one on Mad Dog Radio with him last night at 7.30. And uh, then I got in bed. My wife and I watched an episode of The Great British Baking Show, which we missed because we were away this weekend for Thanksgiving. And, uh, and then I went to sleep. Like, lights out in, in our room by like 8.15. I was probably sleeping by 9.45, I would say. Right. Very, very. Is- now, like, I, I know everything that happened in sports. I know, like, how well, my yeah, bets did and everything. But, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I needed to send out the punt unit last night. And now I'll be good to watch some, to watch some sports coming up tonight. Right. Well, it's the funny thing is, uh, like tonight, you could like if you wanted to do the same thing again, just because of the way the the way the NBA has structured their schedule, which I'll talk about in a second. Hockey extremely light tonight. Rangers Red Wings actually like, kind of a banger of a game though, which I, I actually really want to watch. Uh, so you, you missed the end season last night. I gotta say, and I know, like, well, I'm sure we'll have Kanish on tomorrow, and he tweeted like this thing's a failure or whatever. In general, I always just I'll just always speak for myself because like. It's me. I would be people really like when it was like, it's me in the game and that's it. And like, no, I don't care what anybody else, whatever. It's me in the game. Like I have my own opinions. I thoroughly enjoyed group play of the NBA in season tournament as someone who watches all the NBA games. Anyway, if you tell me that this is something that I was going to say makes things more competitive, it did actually for a little bit home dogs in this tournament did extremely well and came back to win at like a really, really high rate. Like the games were more exciting than normal regular season basketball games. So that's a win. The court color, I don't really care about. It also is brutal to have the four games on at the same time when they're all different colors. You can't do it. You have to watch one game at once. Like, it makes you watch one game at one time, which is kind of annoying. But then you have just these bizarre situations. And I was reminded, Nick, like when we watch the World Cup every four years, and this is what Adam Silver was going for. He was, like, mimicking the soccer tournaments that that use some of these tiebreakers and use group play and all this stuff, where you're watching, you know, you got, like, the two TVs going, and you know that in one game they're asking themselves like and they're asking their coach like hey do you have it up like is ghana winning in the other game because we need to know what like our goal differential is and we need to know like what we have to do to advance in the tournament i was really skeptical i know these are like competitive athletes like these are pro athletes like they're very very hyper competitive people so they got where they got but like i was really skeptical that there would be that level of investment in even like the nuances, like the tiebreakers of like, do we make it out of group play and into Vegas for the quarterfinals of the play-in tournament? I was like, are they, really? Like really? At like October, November basketball, we're going to be really into this? And you saw two examples last night where like, not that like we think they were into it, where it absolutely was like on the table that everybody was knowing what the tiebreakers was. The famous one that went viral was the Billy Donovan, Joe Missoula interaction in the Celtics uh, Bulls game where the Celtics needed to, I think it was by 23 or something like that. And that was the margin once the Nets game ended, like the Celtics knew what they needed in order to advance in the tournament. And they were running it up on the Bulls to the point that they were doing a like a hack-a-shack, like a foul on Andre Drummond to send him to the free throw line just to make sure that they could preserve this margin. And Billy Donovan's looking at Joe Missoula like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, Missoula like, had to go apologize uh, to him after the game. Like, Missoula, like, sought right. them both out in the locker room to apologize. And, 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 and it's like Joe Missoula. Like, this is not, like, this is not some, like, angry coach that's, like, doing something really. Like, this is the, one of the most logical franchises in terms of how they run things. Like, you think Joe Missoula is running up the score? So, which is, it was also funny because it's like, yeah, leave it to Billy Donovan and the Bulls to not know how anything works and not know how the tiebreakers go and everything because their season's doing great so far. So, like, you had that where the Celtics were hyper aware of what they needed, implemented strategy in order to run up the score. I know a lot of people who bet the alts on the Celtics game last night in case this came up, in case they had to win by that much. And it was like five to one, six to one when you got up to the margin that was required. And then 
the crazy game was the Warriors Kings game, which I had to watch this morning and very late. So I watched like a condensed version of it this morning while I was walking on the treadmill. And I was like, you know, you, you get to halftime. And so the Warriors like knew what they needed. Um, apparently there's a report from, uh, God, who did, who did sideline last night? Uh, like Chris Haynes maybe did sideline last night for the game. And he was like, yeah, I was just in the huddle and all the players looked at Kerr and were like, is the Timberwolves game over? How much did they win by? And it was like the Timberwolves beat uh, beat the Thunder last night by three. And they were like, okay, so we need to win by this. And in the first half, they're running up the score against the Kings to try to like get the margin. Like they were hyper aware of what they needed. And then they ended up completely blowing the game and like Kerr messed everything up and they lose to the Kings. But like you had two examples where I'm like, I mean, if they're going to be this into it, then I'm really into it. Then it's like really cool because like they like they care a lot. Like they really actually cared a lot. We were so curious whether anyone would care. They actually cared so much more than any of us could have possibly imagined. And that definitely came across last night. Uh, the funniest thing that emerged in the wake of uh, like the end of group play in the in-season tournament. So the Knicks win the game last night and they advance to the next round. And Emmanuel quickly was talking post-game last night. And he was convinced they were all saying in the locker room, we're going to Vegas. Like you would say, we're going to Disney World after you win right. the Super Bowl. And then like the Knicks analytics guy had to come into the locker room. This is how like it was described in the article. Like Thibodeau brought in the analytics guy to tell them not not only are you not going to Vegas, we're actually going to Milwaukee next week. And like yes. that's the next game is the Knicks at Milwaukee right. on Tuesday. So, I, I, so, so, right. so, so, yeah. so it's very funny. Um, and like just to your point, Ken, and like I'll speak for myself also. You're saying like we didn't know how this was going to go. Like none of us knew. And I wasn't – I even like as it was going on last night, like I, I was kind of like I punted on the night, whatever. The next day though, today, I feel like we have learned that next season – I think people are going to be a lot more into this than they were because no one knew what to expect from this. It was really new. Is anyone going to care? And now that we've kind of answered this question, these questions, I feel like next year there's going to be a lot more juice setting into this, and it's, it's pretty cool. And by the way, like the matchups are fun. So the quarterfinals next week yeah. will be um, played locally, and then they'll go to Vegas for the semifinals and the finals. So in the East, it's the Knicks and the Bucks. Like potential like second round playoff matchup, like in the, the actual NBA playoffs. We have the Celtics and the Pacers, and then the Suns, Lakers, and Pelicans and Kings. Like these are f fun matchups here. I think this is actually right. going to be really great. So I think it's a great idea by Adam Silver. I really enjoy it. I totally agree. I, I actually was thinking as I watched it, I was thinking to myself, okay, like there are ways to make this better. Like, do you really want the point differential thing to be like the guiding thing in the last game? Because it is like a little weird. Like, it's just like, is that, that wasn't my favorite part. It was a unique quality. Like you never see that in a regular season game. But I honestly, I think, I think they need to play more games before the knockout. Like, I think they need to play like one more game or play like, like have the groups like have four. Well, you groups can't do have one. Then you have to do. Then That's you have what to I'm do saying. Six, the number right? of groups. You got to play twice against each other. Right. Or yeah. or the number of like, groups. Play everybody twice. Smaller groups. Like they got to figure it out. Like I, it's too few games. Like the Sixers didn't make it because they lost like one game. Like it's just like I, give them like at least one more chance. Like I I was into these games. I really, I, I want more of them. I want more of those games. I always love more. More stuff to bet on. More stuff to watch. Uh, and I can't wait for it to shift to Vegas uh, in a couple weeks for the end of the in-season tournament. On the other side, a little college football playoff rankings. It moved. We're just getting started here on a Wednesday with Nick and Ken. A lot of hashtag sports going on today on the show, and you absolutely have to love it. We will get to all the line movement coming up for Week 13 in the National Football League. And we'll start with the Niners and the Eagles as San Francisco keeps getting bet and bet and bet and bet and bet. And then 
Those some bitches get bet some more. But we'll talk about the Niners, Eagles, and the rest of the line movement. Also, we've got news on the New England Patriots quarterback situation, and we'll tell you about the betting market there with the Patriots and the Chargers, and so much more. Power hour, final hour of the show, all our bets for tonight. We'll have great guests joining us along the way as well on this wonderful Wednesday. But, you know, as we continue on, like the introduction, talking about stuff that we saw in sports last night, we'll we'll leave hockey aside because it didn't go great for either of us. We'll... uh. We'll get some college football here. So the penultimate college football playoff ranking show was last night, ahead of conference championship weekend in the great sport. Let's break it all down, the betting implications, etc., with this edition of Lochmas. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. Mario Anderson still on his feet, got free. Mario! Super Mario! Touchdown! The roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. It's Lockmas time on You Better You Bet. Hey! All right. The penultimate. I just like that word. That's a word that you use in like regular conversation. And people are like, "Whoa, this dude's smart." Yeah. Whoa. Penultimate, the second mm. to last for people that don't know. Just like drop that yeah. into regular conversation. Fits under uh, in my motif of trying to just like fool people. Like when I would leave when I was single and, uh, and I lived in Queens and by myself in Astoria, and I would leave Einstein's theory of relativity out on the coffee table. So when girls came over, they'd be like, "Oh, you you read Einstein?" Oh. He's one of oh, one of the, yeah. one of them smart guys. E, oh, that's pretty e, cool. Th- did I ever tell you that E equals MC squared? Yeah. And that dress and that dress looks great on you. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Is it the beginning? Maybe it's the end. I don't know. We'll tell you about um, MC. So the penultimate college football playoff rankings: uh, Georgia, number one, and well, I'll do the top eight because that's the one that really matters. Uh, Georgia, number one. Michigan, two. Washington at three, obviously a big underdog coming up on Friday night in the Pac-12 title game against Oregon. Florida State at four, despite obviously playing with the backup quarterback. And the speculation has been basically like Florida State beats Louisville in the ACC title game. Florida State's going to be in. We'll get Ken's thought on that coming up in a second. Oregon is up next. Obviously, if Oregon beats Washington, the Ducks will be in. Ohio State, one loss team, losing to Michigan last weekend. Then Texas. Who, uh, who obviously lost to Oklahoma and Red River, followed by Alabama, who lost to Texas. Remember when they, they lost that game and I was like, Jalen Milrow stinks? Yeah, just, he's pretty good. Uh, Bama obviously plays Georgia this weekend for the SEC championship. Georgia's been getting bet. Georgia like almost out to a six-point favorite in that game. Texas a little more than a two-touchdown favorite in the Big 12 title game over Oklahoma State. So, Ken, penultimate college football playoff rankings, takeaways here, like, and, and and any bets to make or bets that you're looking forward to making after this weekend based on this? Yeah, just we'll share a couple things from some guests that we have on the show sometimes. I was I was a little surprised with a couple things in the rankings. That doesn't, like, have to be that I am I have to be right or whatever. Uh, I, I thought even if it only lasted one week, I thought Michigan would be one having just beaten Ohio State. And that, okay, like if Georgia beats Alabama, then they maybe they take one back. Maybe like that's how it works with Michigan only playing Iowa. But what that what that 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 was like the, the thing that surprised me the most, actually, because what that sets in motion, which is really bad for me, <laughs> is that is that if Florida State wins and Georgia wins, Georgia gets them. 
and we'll have Colin Wilson on later in the show. His projected point spread for that game would be Georgia by 14. I think it would be more. Um, just like, because I think if it was 14, I'd really want to bet Georgia. Like, really, really want to bet them. And, like, I, Florida State's down in the game. Like, how are they scoring if they're down 17 nothing? Like, what's happening? Um, so... That's tough. Uh, that I was hoping Michigan would get like the walk, like the walk over to the final. It looks like Georgia is as long as they beat Alabama, which is like an F to be fair. They get the benefit of like potentially having Florida State. Now Florida State has to win. There's moving parts, but like I thought that was interesting. If you bet on Georgia or you bet on Michigan to win the title, let's be honest. Like you're really hoping Florida State wins and you want to draw them. Like that's what you want to happen because it's easier than playing Oregon, who's a monster. Like that's like just compare the two opponents. Like who would you rather play? It's not even remotely close. Um, I thought the point spread that Colin had for the other game too was interesting. He had Michigan a little more than a touchdown against Washington. Now, Oregon is rated better than Washington. We see that in terms of the game that's taking place on Friday. So like a, you know, a Michigan-Oregon point spread, honestly, I've seen a couple projections out there, like less than three either way, and I don't really care. That game's a banger, man. Georgia-Oregon is also... Yeah, so I think what uh, and Chris Andrews, who runs the sports book at the South Point in Vegas, put out like what he would make the finals in some of the in some of the sports. Or he did all the possible semis, like all of them, and even the teams that like aren't in right now. And you can glean from the differences between like, okay, what's Georgia against this team? What's Michigan against this team? Sounds like he would have Georgia like three against Michigan if they played in the final, and that Oregon would actually be like really closely rated to both of those teams, also, um, which is fun. In, it's not fun for me. I want Michigan to have two large point spread games and win the national title. But it's fun if you're a fan because like no one wants Georgia TCU again. Like we don't we don't want anything close to that. That's one of the reasons why I think we all kind of don't want Florida State to be in the playoff because we kind of want some semblance of a competitive game. Herb Street said it last night during the show. We haven't had competitive semifinals basically ever with like a couple exceptions. Michigan TCU last year and Ohio State Georgia last year being like two of the three exceptions ever to having like really good semifinal games. Georgia Oklahoma would be the other one. Like, you know, Clemson Ohio State played like a pretty good game a few years ago. But like you get the idea. Most of them are blowouts. So anyway, uh, Georgia won over Michigan, I think matters a lot. Because if Florida State's in, Georgia gets the walk over to the final. They're more likely to win the title than Michigan is. Uh, I thought that was interesting. The other thing I thought was interesting was, and Brett McMurphy, who we have on the show all the time, and he and I were DMing about something else a couple days ago, had this note that uh, Ohio State stayed ahead of Texas and Alabama in the rankings. And he had this note, which I just think it's interesting. Uh, He tweeted, number seven, Texas, and number eight, Bama, done, question mark. Looks like it. No team ranked lower than number six with one week to go has ever made the college football playoff. So basically what that means, because I think there's a lot of people that are like, well, like if Texas won, like could could the committee like just and Florida State won too? Could they just kind of like shoehorn Texas in for Florida? Like there people are inventing situations to be like, well, what about Texas versus this team? What about Texas versus this team? Or like Florida State loses also, right? Well, yeah, well, sure. But I think if Florida State loses, I think that's like they're definitely out because now the committee has the excuse to put the other one loss teams in. That's like it's easier that they're out now. Who gets that spot for sure? could be end up being an argument based on who wins i just thought that was interesting where like okay like because now i'm kind of sitting here and i'm like all right there's a permutation that i i actually don't know what happens like i have no idea i actually think some of the easier ones are the ones we've gone over the ones with florida state i think are easy i think if they win they're just in like i think those are the easy ones i don't really know what happens if alabama beats georgia (laughs) like i don't really i don't really know and there's a lot of people that have really strong opinions and they're not all the same. 
there's a lot of people that are like, two SEC teams make it, you cannot leave Georgia out of the tournament. And then I'm like, great. This is like one of those things where people say a guy got snubbed for an all-star team, but then they won't say who they will take off the all-star team to put that guy on. And you're like, well, great. Like, it's great that everyone gets snubbed. Also, there's like 15 spots. So who would who would you like to take off? And they never answer that question. So I just, uh, that's the one I haven't quite figured out yet. But I, I think the most interesting thing, honestly, was the idea of like, you want to get Florida State if they win, and that's going to be Georgia. And that's like a, that hurts me because that's really, really big for Georgia winning the title. I, I, I think it would be, Michigan, Oregon, Bama, and Florida State. I Bama is in and Georgia's out. I think if Georgia loses, I think they're out. I know. I I have also thought this, and then like I follow a lot of people that I think are smart, and I follow people that cover the sport, people that like know people on the committee, and it's like, well, but like I don't think they can leave Georgia out, and I'm like, great, but like what is unsaid there is like so talent, like what is it then? Like tell me well, what it I, is. I, and and cool. aren't people also making the case that like if it comes down to it, that and Bama wins and Texas right. wins, that Texas should go in because Texas beat Alabama beat head to head earlier in the year. Right. That's Well, that's just, if it's the two of them in a vacuum, isn't that like a really easy case to make? I'm sorry, like, isn't that a really easy case? They played. Like, they actually yeah, but played. Like, but but <laughs> so, so, so now but now you're the committee, and like, you can't have right. Georgia in and Alabama out, so then no SEC team makes it. Right. This is like, this is, this is the thing. If this that is like happens, Alabama wins, I it, don't understand. Is that the apocalypse? Like, you know, like like this week's sign of the apocalypse, people thought it was AI writers. It's actually an SEC team not making it to the uh, to the college football playoff. I just, uh, I don't think they would leave the SEC out. That's the one permutation where, like, I don't, usually we get to this point and I'll just be like, look, if it's this, then it's this. And if it's this, then it's this. And, like, end of segment and it takes a minute. And this one I just go, oh, man, the last one. And by the way, so I, I it's anyway, I don't know what happens in that permutation. The 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 who's number one, because it never matters who's number one. It like never ever matters. And this year it matters so much. If Florida State wins, it matters like so, so much because you get I mean like ninety-five percent to win a game to get to the final. Like you tell me Georgia and Michigan wouldn't like that. So that's interesting. And then the other thing is just cause like now we're there, we're at the end of the season. This is the last year of the playoff as it's currently constructed. Uh have you seen the bracket? for what it would be everyone's kind of sharing it like if the if the you know whatever uh i think i found like a really clean version of it to do on the air just because like i think i think everyone gets how awesome this would be but like do do you <laughs> and i i actually don't even understand exactly like it's called a it's called a six plus six is like the way they do it and it's it's like the conference champions plus like all this stuff. i don't really understand it's like conference champions group of five team and six at large i think is what the six plus six means so that's it's the first be six really the great champions when, when the yeah. teams at the end are going to be the same four teams that they would have been anyway but it's not the point it doesn't matter like right. i like that there's so, more games so like the, the 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 game right so just like to get every like what everyone's appetite for like this is what like a year from now this is the conversation we're going to be having. And like, who doesn't make it in with this? It's like, I mean, it's Alabama and Missouri play and the winner plays Georgia. Oregon and Tulane play and the winner plays Florida State. Ohio State and Ole Miss play and the winner plays Washington. Texas and Penn State play and the winner plays Michigan. I just, like, honestly, I just, like, it's pretty fun. Oregon like, Tulane's it, the only game that I hear and I'm like, well, that sucks. But, Everything else but is that's like, this like is great. classic. I, I actually think like, I agree with you. Just, I mean, the point spread in the game would be out of control. But the uh, the idea, though, 
every January, there's like the one, like the the old like BCS series and stuff. There was always like the group of five team that would make it or like the random play, like Utah with Urban Meyer when they made it or like UConn when they made the Fiesta Bowl. And like those are like UCF when they were awesome, played on New Year's Day and beat Auburn, I think, or something, or they Baylor. almost beat them. And, yeah. With Blake and so like those, those games, those are always the best games. But now they, like, the reason they were the best games is because the other team was like, yeah, whatever, it's the Fiesta Bowl. But, like, this is, like, I would like to see Tulane play Oregon or whoever would be in Tulane's spot next year. Like, yeah, like, we never get that. You never get, like, the, the high-stakes game. Like, this is what everybody loves about March Madness is that we get to see, like, who's a team that's awesome this year. That's Like, like McNeese State is, like, a really surprising team in college basketball this year. They're, like, a top 100 team from a conference that never, ever, ever does anything. And in the tournament, we might get to see them play Kentucky. Like, we might get to see that. And, like, we get that every year in college basketball. We get that. And in college football, it's always, like, this made-up exhibition version of it. And we actually get a cool version of it this time. So, thought that was good, it, too. It, I, I think it's great. And, look, like, there can be traditional sports radio shows. It's not a criticism of it. And a host can, can come on, and he or she can make the case that, you know, it disrupts the sanctity of the sport. And it's like it kills the regular season and college football. The regular season used to mean so much more. And all of those points can be valid. And I'm not looking to argue for or against any of them. Just that if you like to bet on games and like you like the show and you like the like the general vibe of all of this, how, how are you not just like over the moon excited for all of this? Like all of these, course. everything new to bet on, like how, how much more fun the national championship market's going to be. Now look like it's still going to be like, like, like Bama, Georgia's going to be in the playoff every year. Like Bama, for as long as same, they're going to be in the play. Like the same, like the same, like six teams right. will be the in two every big year. Ten teams, like, right. but it yeah. doesn't mean it's not going to be awesome. It's still going to be really great. I wish we had it this year. And honestly, and like I'm actually noting. like I'm jack yeah. I'm jacked for this weekend and to see what happens to see what we sure. get in the college football playoff. Well, and to be fair, like Oregon Washington is like a uh, people call it like a glorified quarterfinal. Like that's usually when a conference championship game has like the winner goes. Um, that's that's what we have in that game. Yeah, but and, but like I I am definitely cognizant of like look if you follow the sport for a long time and like all the things you like about college football you feel like are kind of like slipping away. My point is like whether the playoff changes or not, that ship is set. Have you seen the Big Ten schedule for next year? Like, have you seen, with California schools going to Rutgers or whatever? Like, have you seen <laughs> this? Great. Like, yeah, storied rivalries on display Yeah, in it's done. Like, that's it's unfortunate. Which, it's, like, it does kind of suck, done. right? Okay, great. Yeah, it sucks. So, here's my thing. That all sucks. Conference realignment absolutely sucks. But if we're going to have it, and we have to have it, then I want this playoff. Then that's what I, I want. I, I, that's, I, that's the honestly, playoff for it. I want I'll this. tell you what. I don't think right. we've, you know, gone too far. I don't think we've gone far enough. 12 teams. 16 teams. Yeah. 64. That's half of the Division One schools. Just so and, and you know what? That's like and, how many big goals. Like Colorado start it, it or something. Yeah. And we start it after Halloween. <laughs> in Atlanta. And play that some and some play and play in Atlanta and play that some bitch out and the championship game, Frankfurt, Germany. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, we've always talked about having a London conference. We've always talked about that, you know? <laughs> All right. The Big Ben 10. Uh, Let's do it. We'll see if we get any any more college football on the other side. And we'll start the line movement coming up for Week 13 in the NFL, where we have breaking quarterback news coming out of Cleveland. Robinson. As time. Nobody open. Flushed. Dancing. All the way back to the goal line. DTR oh, hit hard as he gets rid of it. 
Oh, dude, he got smacked. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Fox Sports on the call there. Like, uh, do me a favor. You can bring Dude. the music down, Kenny. Kenny, I want you to. Uh, I want you to play just the highlight again because, like, the dude at the end is really funny. But like Sanchez's like guttural noise after oh. DTR gets hit. Can we? Can you play the highlight again, please? The crowd too. Oh, that's, that was Has time. Nobody open. Flushed. Dancing all the way back to the goal line. The DTR oh, hit hard as he gets rid of it. <laughs> Dude, he got smacked. So I I oh, saw dude. like I dude. on on Twitter on Sunday during the game, I saw a lot of people were like, oh, Mark Sanchez sucks. I think he's terrible. I I, I think he's actually pretty good. I totally and it's not just disagree that with that. I think enough. he's good, right? Yeah. I kinda I was gonna text you earlier, like, do you think we could get him on the show? I think he'd be great. I think we can yeah, I think we can definitely get him on the show. I don't see why not. Yeah. Like I'm I'm yeah. I've I've definitely heard enough parts of games that he has called. He is definitely not terrible. There are terrible like color analysts. He is he is not one of them. There's definitely but, not because it's he's kind of got that like stones like cool Cali vibe going on, and he's like he's just being himself. And I'm not suggesting that he's obviously that's not the suggestion. Just that he's like he's California cool, and he's not trying to be something else. He's like being himself, and he I think yeah. it's excellent. And he played I think it's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he gets I, it. I, I like he gets it the way DTR gets hit. He's probably just like, oh. <laughs> He's like, oh, God. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, like, smacked. if people were watching that play live, I mean. Whew. And I'll tell and you also. flag gets thrown, which is hilarious. Basically, like a, a flag, like, for a, a perfect hit because it's just, if the quarterback's going to, like, not have a brain anymore, the, there has to be a flag on the play. Like, there just has to be a flag on it. Like, sorry, clean hit. Also, like, he may not play this week. Baron Browning delivered that hit on DTR and got flagged. I... I was thinking just now, and I thought this on Sunday also. And I, I think we may have even talked about this on the show at some point. Baron Browning is one of like the great names. Now I know like Trump's kid, like 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 youngest kid is Baron. People, are like, oh, I hate Baron the name Trump. because it's it's not, yeah. nothing to do with that. Like also Barons with two R's. I like Baron with one R because I feel like it's more like sinister almost. Like well, Baron would is you a, ever like a title? You know, yes. it's like a right. Like the Baroness and GI Joe or whatever. That's like it was or the like first Baron, thing I think of, Baron I Zemo. Baron Zemo. Yeah. I think was like a like a like a like a Nazi and like a fought Captain America like back in the day in Marvel right. comics. Like, but Baron as a name. Like, would you ever like if you had another son? Would you name him Baron? Baron. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Baron Barkley. What now? Oh, we're yeah. talking. I mean, you now tell me. No. No. Baron Barkley. Baron Barkley. Yeah, I could get behind it a little bit. Right? right? I'm Baron Barkley. Yeah. Like Baron Costos doesn't flow. Baron Barkley's fantastic. Baron, you need it to be like Baron von Costos. It needs to be like German <laughs> yeah, somehow. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> like German you need to have like Greek. a little more syllable in there. Right. <laughs> I think I'm going to, well, yeah, I think I'll bring this up to my wife. Feel like, what do you think about Baron as a nickname, as a name for our daughter? I don't think she'll yeah. like it very much. Anyway. Or Baroness. <laughs> Ba Baroness Costos. I feel like I would be disowned by her family and mine for Baroness Costos. You'd have no one play. left. You'd only have the yeah. show. That's all you'd have. Yeah. Hey, listen. I always say three to seven. Probably the yep. most four, four most peaceful hours like of my day you. every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then when when we we like Kenny also. We're we're a fan of our guy Kenny Henderson. Um, Kenny writing in our chat that Kenny Costos works. Um, we will get to the sports in a second here, but I think one thing that we are not like married to. 
but since my last name is a K, right, that we are thinking that we would like to name our daughter something that starts with either a C or a K. Like for like oh. the for like the, the double noise. Like my sister, his name is Katie. Katie Costos, for instance, right? So like your daughter's and you name have a K K is your name. It's just Correct. at the end. That's right. right. Nick Costos. So like your daughter's right. name is Claire, right? It's like Claire yep. Costos. Like like works, right? Because you sure. have the C and the K, like like the two sounds sure. to start to start each one. So something that we're considering here. This make takes up takes up a lot of conversation in my right. house. After what the show, you go to the chalkboard, write down some phonetics, you know, like make sure you get all the syllables right. This is that's tough work. You have the middle names locked have... and loaded? Um, it depends on what the what the first name is, but I think we've got some ideas. Okay. My wife does not have a middle yeah. name, so I think she's kind of open to not having a middle name. I kind of like the idea of the middle name, so I think we'll probably go with the middle name is my guess. How many people don't have middle names? Is that like a really common thing? Like American you know, I culture, a, I guess? I have a couple. I have a two like two like two of my best friends are brothers and like neither of them have middle names i think them and my wife are the only three people i know that don't have middle names tyler saying that his parents don't have middle names i guess like more people than you expect oh, very peculiar it's interesting yeah it's, I, i'm trying to figure out like in these kind of situations like when you've like raised in a certain family raised by certain parents whatever you're always when you get into these conversations you're always trying to figure out like, am I the weird one or, or is it everyone like, like, where am I on this? Cause like, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I like this. And everybody's just like, wait, what? Like you, you did that like growing up and I'd be like, oh, I'm the weird one. Oh, okay. That was actually me on this one. Sorry. Yeah. The middle name thing. That's always bad. It's interesting. I didn't, I don't even and, know if I know anybody without a middle name, like beyond the people that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, I had this, I had this experience, uh, over the weekend where we have a name, which I will not say on the air, but a name that we really like potential for our daughter and my wife's family does not like the name and oh, spends no. one of the breakfasts that we had just like obviously like if we name our daughter this name they're gonna obviously they're not gonna like be like oh we're, we're not gonna love the kid or like not like call her by the obviously it'll be fine but like kind of spent the whole the whole breakfast kind of tweaking us a little bit for no, the name boy. so yeah. <laughs> yeah do they have do they have a preference like we would like it to be a very traditional italian name is that the problem no, I don't. I, I think that they, I, I think that they just don't like this particular name, like this I one understand. particular name. And I think that they're pretty cool with 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 everything else. My father in law okay. has a name that he would like. Uh, he he loves the name Olivia, and I like the name Olivia oh, okay. also. That was an, what, what, uh, that was our short list for child because we you you know what you're having. We didn't know what we were having for either. So we had Claire, and then on our second one we didn't know. So we had a list for both like boy or girl and Olivia I think made the shortlist for girl on the second one I think it was like the third or the fourth option one of my best friends named his daughter Olivia which is not like a, a good reason to like not name my daughter the same thing but just like I feel like yeah, it's kind of like taken already reason. yeah I feel like it's kind of like <laughs> it's taken already it's kind of, right it's kind of taken already also we've yeah. had like like some of Bianca's friends have been actually well because there was a name that we liked and one of her friends who's like not pregnant it's like, oh, well, I I, I really it. like that name. And in my yeah. head, I'm just like, well, I there's nothing in the world I care less about than like you click, thinking that like you are like yeah. trademarking this name and like I legally right. can't use it. In yeah, fact, go buy a star I, I don't even, I, right. I, if I didn't like the name, now I might just use it just to spite you and screw my kid. Yeah. How about that? You just got spite named. How you like, how you like that? Dad, What's how did I get the name, name I had? Well, let me tell you a story about someone that I hate. <laughs> this what's, is why you have the name that you do. Uh, what's, William. Uh, what's your so I'm name? very William. regal. I'm Ken Kenneth, Kenneth William Barkley is my name. I'll tell you, you know what's better than Kenneth William Barkley? Baron, Baron William Barkley. William Barkley. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. It's really, really, BWB? really good. Yeah. B-dubs. 
B-dubs. B-dubs. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll do some line movement here. Anyway, we came back from break, and Mark Sanchez was talking about the fact that you know, the DTR got in Mark Sanchez's uh, terms. Hashtag smacked. Uh, he's in mm. concussion protocol. This should surprise no one. Um, I guess, like, we, we don't have to play the music. You can just play, bring the music up. We don't have to do the full intro here for a move. We'll just do this game, and then we'll get to the rest of it right. over the course of the show. This is not surprising news, but it is news, so we will bring it to you. I said it on Monday. Like, I think this is very likely to happen. Uh, I don't need, like, a cookie for that, although you can give me one if you'd like. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. Joe Flacco. Kind of um, well, you know, there's this cookie place by me. Uh, I actually think there's a chain, but there's one in New Jersey that's close to me, and I forget the name of it, and it's a really popular, like, cookie, like, chain place, and they have right. a seasonal cookie. It is a cornbread cookie that they serve with hot honey, and I saw it on Instagram, and I kind of, oh, like, boy. can't stop thinking about it. I love, like, I love, like, corn, corn basically in any kind of, like, confectionery treat. Like, I love cornbread, corn cookies, corn muffins. I absolutely love it. So that would be my cookie of choice if I could choose one. Would be this Jeez. corn cookie with hot honey. Yeah. Yes, I'm happy you asked that's, that question. That's very, that's very specific. Yeah, now, now all I yes. want is, like, cornbread. Like, go go get some, like, fried chicken. Get some some greens in there. A little, a little yeah, corn. or not. This sounds, uh, this sounds my, excellent. I'm in on this whole thing. My, my sister for Thanksgiving made like a cornbread casserole that'll like blow your socks off. It was absolutely outstanding. Um, so anyway, uh, Joe Flacco will start if Dorian Thompson Robinson can't. Now, Joe Flacco's on the, the street a couple weeks ago. The Browns signed him. He was like on the sideline on Sunday. The, they can't keep rolling out P.J. Walker. Obvious to anyone, right? You watch these games. like They weren't going to do it. So DTR remains in protocol. I think this means Joe Flacco is likely to start on Sunday for the Browns on the road at the L.A. Rams. Ken, where do we stand right now in this market? I think we're assuming that Flacco is going to go here. Yeah, this, this market's been really interesting throughout the week. This was the game that we did Monday where I just go, I guess this number is okay. I just, every time I look at it, I just kind of can't believe this is where we are with the two teams, but it kind of makes sense. And that, you know, this, uh, this open Rams four and a half, it got bet up to more than that. And that was on the speculation that Miles Garrett was like almost certainly going to miss the game with whatever this shoulder ailment is that we found out. There's the reporting, the reporting that's like, it's not structural, but then you hear the comments and it's like, and then the story's written that it is structural. I don't know. Miles Garrett's got something and uh, it might limit him. But where we sit right now in the market with Flacco start, or Flacco going to start if DTRs not out of protocol is the Rams are just three and a half point favorites everywhere. And the three and a half, a lot of them are juiced toward Cleveland, which kind of tells you that we might be coming back down to three at some point in this game. And that, to be honest, like, I, I guess that makes way more sense just because like, if I really have a bad idea what the difference is between two teams, like I'm really like struggling with the difference between two teams. Like, take the home team with the better quarterback and make them three and just, like, let everybody figure it out. <laughs> just, like, let everybody figure out what to do in the game. If that's going to be the case, it is interesting, though, like, in terms of upgrade, downgrade. Like, we've seen Deshaun Watson, and then we saw DTR, we saw PJ Walker, and now we've seen DTR again, and now we see Flacco. Like, how do you create a Browns rating with all those things in mind? It's just, it's, it's tough to do. So, it, if, if it closes, Rams minus three, and, like, F Joe mm. Flacco is starting for Cleveland... You know, Black Friday push people out of the way. Like the doors open at Macy's, I, and you're you're betting the Rams. Yeah. I don't. I, well, yeah. and Garrett plays. I, I, I don't think I'm betting Cleveland if the number's three and Flacco starting. Okay. Do you think you? if DTR if DTR is in protocol and Flacco starts, do you think that will cause the number to move a lot? I think I think the Rams would close. 
either three minus 20 or three and a half is my guess. Yeah, I don't I don't think the perception is going to be like DTRs better. I don't think that's possible. Well, well, we'll talk more about this over the course of the show. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll find out what pro sports better Rob Bazola thinks about that and more. All his picks for week 13 coming up next.